0: Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up ladies and welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope you has been productive or relaxing, whichever you needed it to be. My husband and I just got back from our hella postponed honeymoon in the Cayman Islands this last like week or so and oh, wow, such an incredible place. I'm still kind of there in my head. The food was amazing. The people were as sweet as pie and the ocean, the most blue, clear, gorgeous beaches I've ever seen in my life. And naturally, as I was away, I always document my food, my routine, you know, on Instagram stories. So if you're not following me there, follow me there at Nutrition by Chantel. And I had lots of questions about not only what to eat while traveling on vacation, but also how to not overeat, especially when the food is as incredible as it was in the Caymans, but also overindulging on alcohol and completely neglecting, you know, any form of routine while away is something that a lot of women also struggle with. So in this week's episode, we're talking all about battling the urge to overeat, how to really prevent it, why it happens, and what you can do during and after the next time you... Yeah, you, overeat. So tune in. Hey friend, listen. I know how hard it can be to set a weight loss goal and be so confused on how you're going to get there. Scrolling the internet for healthy recipes, overwhelming yourself, having to log all of your food, and following meal plans that were boring and left you with little to no results. Not to mention, not having true sustainable strategies that felt easy to put into action day to day. This is why I created Sheetrician. Inside my weight loss membership, I teach members how to lose weight in a way that feels second nature while eating foods they genuinely love. Pre-made meal plans for your busy weeks, a drag and drop meal plan builder, and mindset and nutrition trainings that have helped over 4,000 women just like you lose over 30,000 pounds. So if you're ready to commit to finally losing weight without all the restrictive rules and hit those health goals that you are so capable of, then go to ChantelleTaylorNutrition.com forward slash SheTrition to get started. Again, that's ChantelleTaylorNutrition.com forward slash SheTrition. Link is also in the show notes. We're all waiting to welcome you inside the SheTrition community. Okay, okay. Back to the episode. Okay, okay, so something that's really important to know and understand about overeating. And when I do in-depth trainings inside nutrition about the urge to overeat, I always start with the fact that overeating is common, dare I say normal. If you're on your weight loss journey right now, the guilt and shame that hits after you have ate way too much, that feels not really good in your body or uncomfortably full is likely something you feel is reserved just for you. Like the only people who ever overeat are people trying to lose fat. That ain't the case, boo. Overeating happens to women trying to lose weight, gain weight, maintain their weight. I overate a couple times on vacation. It absolutely happens, and it's not really something you can ever just completely avoid entirely. Want to know why? Well, you're human. Congratulations, (laughs) and human beings aren't, you know, gas pumps that automatically cut off when the car tank is full. Eating is a behavior, it's complex, it's emotional, and sometimes our reasons for overeating are really simple at heart. Today's episode isn't to teach you how to never, ever, ever overeat again and be perfect from this day forward. But I will give you some really great insight, some strategies and steps so that overeating becomes something that you deal with every once in a while and not every day. Okay, Chantel. So I know how I feel when I overeat, but technically, what is it? So overeating may be subjective. Someone may view the circumstances or the definition to overeating a little differently from me. But I generally classify overeating in two ways, two things. One, eating well past your body's fullness cue. This could just be one or two bites. Or eating a whole extra portion of something and physically feeling uncomfortable or sick after. And two, simply eating when your body doesn't have a hunger cue. Now, this one is a little more complex because as humans, food is emotional or simply just good and we just want it. Sometimes we just want something a little sweet after dinner, even though we're full. Sometimes popcorn just sounds good, so we eat it. But at the end of the day, if your body isn't hungry, doesn't need anything, doesn't really want anything, and you eat anyway, I consider this a form of overeating. So let's talk about why overeating happens. Truthfully, there's a lot of reasons, and I go over all the possible reasons inside weekly trainings in my weight loss program, nutrition. But in my years of coaching, these are the three most common reasons for overeating, in my opinion. These are the ones I see time and time and time again, without fail. And while we might get like a wild card in there sometimes, for the most part, these are pretty consistent. So one is eating food you don't like for the sake of weight loss. So you end up eating what you really want shortly after. So essentially, you satisfy your physical hunger cue but you're still emotionally hungry after. So you go grazing or snacking, or you end up ordering or eating the thing that you actually wanted in the first place. Two is mindset drama or mental gymnastics, as I like to call them, where you tell yourself you have to eat all of something because it's wasteful. It's too good. There are children starving somewhere else in the world. You won't be able to eat this food ever again. So you must force feed yourself right now. Or I'm watching my favorite show and I have to eat something in order to truly relax, even though I'm not hungry. Like do all of these stories kind of sound familiar to you? Probably so. And three is waiting too long to eat or overly restricting. So you eat well past your fullness cue at lunch or dinner, or you're grazing constantly throughout the day because you have this insatiable hunger from not eating enough at your actual mealtimes. Chances are, if you think back to the very last time you overate, so you ate well past the point of being uh, full, or you ate when you weren't really hungry, it boiled down to one of these three reasons. Oh my God, Chantel, you're right. What do I do? Don't worry, babe, I got you. So now we've pinpointed the three reasons you overeat the most and you're self-aware now, which is amazing because we cannot change what we are not self-aware of. How the heck do you prevent it? Pop quiz. When is the best time to prevent overeating? If you're in your car, sitting on the toilet, listening in your shower, or on a walk, answer in your head. When is the best time to prevent overeating? I really need like a Jeopardy cue. Like, do, 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 do. The answer is before it happens. Ding, ding, ding. Truth is, when you're in the throes of overeating, like mid turnip session with the burger and the fries or the prep or whatever you're eating, the likelihood of you reeling yourself in from that is slim possible. Absolutely. And I teach my members a few things to do mid overeating session, but still you're human. And sometimes we don't notice we overeat until we're sitting there sick or uncomfortable. So what to do instead? In nutrition, I call this putting your speed bumps in place. We are creatures of habit and chances are the last couple of times you overeat it came down to one or two reasons. One of the ones we mentioned earlier, And so now that you know that, you can put speed bumps in place to slow the road to overeating and give yourself a chance to stop and bust a Yui. For example, if you know you overeat around dinner each and every night and you skip breakfast, barely make time for lunch, and then graze on sugary snacks all day, this isn't the time to beat yourself up. It's time to put your speed bumps in place. So what can you do? Well, we can start by eating a quick breakfast. Nothing crazy, no need to go, Sunday brunch, but a Greek yogurt um, and nuts can go a long way. A protein shake and a banana on the way out the door can go a long way. Two eggs, some toast and some butter, a little bit of spinach can go a long way. Once you're consistently doing breakfast after a few days, and mind you, if you're going from doing absolutely nothing Don't overwhelm yourself with trying to like cook, do things that are quick, do things that are pre-portioned. Make it easy on yourself. Then when you've been doing that consistently, we take a look at lunch and set boundaries around your eating windows like eight times out of ten. When my girls in nutrition are struggling with lunch, it's because they don't have boundaries in place. They're working through their lunch hours. Maybe they aren't, you know, making an extra serving at dinner the next night. So they're just not taking anything um, on the way out the door when motivation is really high. And they're like, yeah, I'm gonna get a salad for lunch. And then, you know, you're hungry at two and you're like Chick-fil-A sounds real good right now. So once you're consistently doing breakfast after a few days, look at lunch, and then begin to set some boundaries, both with yourself and other people. You set a boundary, you will eat what you bring, or you find a place that can serve up something that'll help your body feel good after, but also not neglect your taste buds. Over a few days, you'll likely notice yourself overeating less, grazing less, actually feeling comfortable and full during the day, and nine times out of 10, that really begins to trickle over dinner time. So maybe you overeat a little less and a little less and pretty soon you're consistently honoring your fullness cue because you're not ravenous at the end of the day and you've really put your speed bumps in place to slow down the road to overeating. Okay, but what if you're overeating because you're forcing yourself to eat the salad, but you really want the burger and fries? I see this so much like Chantel. I've got a weight loss goal. I just can't be eating, you know, burgers and fries for lunch, even though that's really what I want. You're on a diet, air quote, and you're eating food you hate to try to force yourself to love your body by losing weight. It does not work like that, sis. It, I don't know how many restrictive diets you have to do before you wake up and realize it doesn't. I love you. But I gotta be honest with you right now because I'm doing you a massive disservice if I don't. So what to do? You make room for all three. And when you make room for all three, you one, ease the compulsion to binge the burger and fries because you know you can have it. And two, you fill up on the salad, your body feels great, and you're still eating food that tastes good and is included right when you do this you'll notice you naturally begin to eat a little less sometimes i guess like on instagram when i talk about how no food is off limits what about this and like what about this and this and this especially when it comes to weight loss a lot of people like to um, project their food rules onto other people and it's like yes nutrition is a science absolutely and there are real effects to the food that you put into your body But when I lead with that, when I lead with scare tactics, when I lead with the science and like this does this to your body, and I have before because I didn't know any better, it makes things worse. Nine times out of 10, it just is not helpful. And I think that's because especially like other like fitness influencers out there and even other like dietitians and nutritionists. They forget that people feel guilt, shame, and those emotions really fuel them to do things that they don't necessarily want to do or they know better than to do, right? So it's like someone who is struggling with losing weight and their body just doesn't feel good knows what they should be eating. They know what they should be eating, that they should be moving their body. They know all of the weight loss tactics, But we have to begin to ask ourselves, why just knowing that doesn't help. We forget that humans really feel a lot of emotions, different ones. And our emotions really fuel our thoughts and our actions. And so if we take a step back and say, yes, you know, eating sugar all day isn't the best for you, but you can have it when you want, it really changes something. It flips a switch to where people begin to not feel as much guilt and shame and anxiety around those things that they know they should not be eating because they know they can have them when they want. And when you know you can have something when you want, it really loses its appeal. And that's why I always talk about if you're raising kids right now, don't put so much negative attention on the candy and the treats because it really does fuel that obsession. Adults are the same way. So when you include everything, people make better nutrition decisions naturally. It really is amazing. I've seen this time and time and time again. And you know, habits aren't just like, you know, I tell somebody like everything, you can eat anything you want. It's not like, oh, I can? I'm a changed woman. (laughs) It does take work. There's a lot of diet culture that is ingrained in our brains that simply takes practice to think a different way, to feel a different way about your food. But it absolutely is possible because when we guilt or scare tactic people away from the burger and fries, they just eat them in private. You know, it's like it, it doesn't stop anybody from actually eating it. They just duck off and eat it. So Do your homework today. Think back to the last couple of times you overate. Nail the reason. Even if it's a couple, why did it happen? Be honest with yourself. I I say this so much in nutrition because it's so easy to lie to ourselves to kind of um, sweeten the pot, feel the excuses of why we do stuff, but be honest. There's no judgment here. Be honest and then just put one speed bump in place. Just one. Okay, Chantel. Thank you, but I've already overate. Now what do I do? That's okay. Remember how I said it's common? It happens to absolutely everyone, including me, including your favorite fitness guru, including your favorite doctors and nutritionists and dietitians, your skinny friend, your curvy friend, every single person out there. Good. I'm glad you remember because now we get to skip the shame and the guilt. It's normal. It happens. So you know what to do after you overeat? You move on. You put your speed bump in place and you simply move on. You cannot do anything about the food that is in your belly and digesting as we speak. It's there. It's happy. It's there. Your body is doing its thing. Your life, your body, your habits don't get created from infrequent occurrences. When they compound, when they build, they do. So nothing changed this time you overate. But if we can put a speed bump in place so that you only overeat three times this week instead of nine, well, baby, we're making progress. Put your speed bump in place. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo, for real.